Welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I'm your host, Jill Mokes. Thanks again for joining me. Oh, I'm coming down with something. I'm coming down with some kind of lurgy. I don't know what, but, and this is very in keeping with the topic actually for this week's episode. I'm not that unhappy about this fact. And that is because as you listen to this episode, I'm going to be in the beautiful Algarve of Portugal hosting our unapologetic retreat alongside my co-hosts Alicia Rodriguez and Lauren Jones. We are going to be welcoming some incredible women into a utterly transformational experience. And I'm going to be away from my business for 10 days. And part of preparing for that, obviously, is creating episodes of this podcast, for example, in advance, because I don't want to be recording while I'm away. And that got me thinking about how I have prepared to take 10 days off because someone said to me the other day, God, how are you going to manage, you know, taking all that time away? I can't remember the last time I took more than a week off. And it really got me thinking because I'm, I'm really pretty relaxed about it. And I was thinking, hmm, how come I am so relaxed? Why am I not panicking? And I realized that for me, there is a natural, it's one of my strengths, I believe, is preparing for things. And so I thought it might be really useful to share with you how I've gone about preparing to take these 10 days out of my business to work intensely with a group of women on their businesses. So let's dive into the episode and I will tell all. Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I'm Jill Mokes, and I am obsessed with cutting through the noise when it comes to growing your business. Each week, via intimate coaching conversations and inspirational stories, I share what it really takes to get the results you want in a way that feels right to you. I am all about attracting higher ticket opportunities, building authentic relationships, and creating the abundant, full-fat version of your dream business. I mean, how many of us have beavered away creating a light version of what we really want? The thing is, I honestly believe when you're outstanding at what you do, there is no limit to what you can achieve. So, are you ready to put our heads together and make it happen? Let's go. Okay. So like I say, I'm going to be away from the business for 10 days and I don't want my business grinding to a halt while I'm away. I don't want it to be that Emily, my VA, is kind of tearing her hair out thinking, oh my God, you know, I can't actually do anything because Jill hasn't prepared anything for me in advance or, you know, all of those kind of things. You know, I really intend to be pretty off the grid for the 10 days I'm away and there's a really good reason for that. It's because we are preparing a transformational experience for the women who are going to be joining us. And that requires me to be really present. For that time that I'm sharing with those women and a little bit of time either side for myself, 
so so that I can go into the time with them feeling relaxed and I can have some time afterwards to kind of decompress and, and just relax back out the other end. I have to know that everything is prepared, it's ready, it's set up so that I can go away in the right mindset to be able to really focus on what I'm there to do, on what I'm there to offer to the women who are joining us. And that really does require me to be present, like I say. Now, it isn't a walk in the park to to step away from your business for 10 days. And in full disclosure, it's not like I'm not taking a laptop with me. You know, I, I'm going to have my laptop with me if I want to. I can be checking my emails, etc. And no doubt I will be keeping an eye for anything super urgent coming up. I don't have to do that, but there's no reason for me not to. So this is different to a holiday where I would absolutely unplug. But I think the preparation for this is similar and you can use these, this kind of the tips I'm going to share with you. You can absolutely use to prepare for a holiday where you're going to completely unplug. And it does take planning. It takes planning. It takes some mindset preparation. Like I said, it's not a walk in the park, but it's so worth it. Because I want to go away feeling excited, feeling like I have a clear head to to show up as my absolute best version of me. Because that's what clients deserve from us, isn't it? Our clients deserve the best version of us. And breaks away from our business are so necessary. So this isn't a holiday, it's a retreat, but at the same time, you know, it is a break from the day to day. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to a a change of environment. I'm looking forward to different kind of work. I'm looking forward to time and space that we've deliberately built into this retreat where all of us, including us as facilitators, are going to be having some time to do a bit of deep work and deep thought on our own. You know, and I'm really looking forward to that. And this is very much aligned with one of my values, which is freedom. I didn't start this business so that I was going to be completely and perpetually chained to this desk. I never wanted to have a business that required so much committed time from me that I wasn't free to pursue other interests and do other things. So I think for me, it's really important that I get to a point where I get very good at preparing efficiently and thoroughly to take these planned breaks out from the business, right? Because this is a planned break, remember. This isn't the same as getting sick and having unexpected time out, which is always really difficult because you haven't planned for it. It isn't the same. There's a, I'll link to an episode actually, previous episode of this podcast where I do talk about how to deal with having to take some unexpected time out from your business. So I'll link to that as well. But this is really about preparing for planned time out. I want to share a few different tips and things. The first step is getting into the right mindset. So a bit of anxiety about not being deep in the weeds of your business is natural, right? When you're the one steering the ship, you're the one at the wheel. It is natural to have a bit of anxiety, particularly if you've got a team, even if it's a small team, you definitely don't want to leave them in a position where they can't do their part in the business because you're not there. So it's really, you know, you owe it to your team to make sure you've prepared before you go away so that they can keep things running in your absence. 
even if you don't have a team, you know, this is still super important. Your mindset is the the work you do there is what's going to allow you to enjoy the time away from your business. So one of the things that is important is having trust in your team so that when you are away, trust that they will be able to deal with anything that comes up that really doesn't need your attention. Because we always think that our own attention is needed or way more than it actually is. You know, when you empower your team to be able to address some problems and issues that come up while you're away, that will make a huge difference. And part of that is having very clear communication around what things are absolute, non-negotiable, I need to be made aware of this, and which things are, no, you know, unless it's life or death, I don't want to know about it. I, I empower you to make a decision in my absence. So, you know, accepting that the world isn't going to crumble if you step back for a little bit. Trust that other people can can do things too. You're not the only one that can do most of the things in your business. Obviously, there are things that only you can do. The, the two things that come to my mind are the, the client work, where it's you working with your clients, and some of your content creation. So no one else can create this podcast. Although actually I have had episodes before where my business bestie, Rebecca, stepped in and, and hosted for me when I haven't been able to do an episode. So again, there's always options. And remember, it's actually a really good confidence boost for your team if you empower them to look after things while you're not there. It's a really good confidence team. And it'll also help you to start delegating more to your team. So if if scaling your business is something that you want to focus on now or in the future, that's going to be really crucial. I'm going to run through some of the kind of practical things that I do when I'm preparing to take time off. And particularly for this, because it is quite a while, to be honest, since I've taken 10 days out, you know, more than a week off from the business at a time. So I do need to just, you know, I have had to be quite mindful about it. And I have, I did start preparing well in advance. So that's the first thing. As soon as the date for the retreat was locked into my calendar, I already started that preparation process. So that started with managing my clients' expectations about my availability. Because my private clients work with me on a one-to-one basis, we have regular calls together every week where we meet up on Zoom and we are kind of doing intense coaching work together on moving their business forward. So they really need to know if I'm not going to be around for a week to 10 days, then they really need to know so that they can plan too. So I, this is my number one tip is give your clients as much notice as you possibly can that you're not going to be around. First thing is, you know, it shows respect for your clients. You know, you respect the fact that they might impact them if there is something coming up for them that they really want specific coaching around during that period. You know, they need to know that that's not going to be available to them that week, right? So it just allows you to have those conversations beforehand and work out what you're going to be doing to kind of mitigate the fact that you're away. Now, with my clients, the way I work is that if someone 
signs up. Uh, so some of my clients are on an annual retainer, for example. I keep things very simple. My brain loves simplicity. If someone is coaching with me on an annual retainer, that means they get 52 coaching sessions. That is one per week because that's a year. And so I quite often will do this if, for example, I'm taking a week off or if my clients take a week off because I never want them to miss their coaching and I want them to have holidays. So (laughs) that's really important. But it just means that what we do is we either have a double session before they go away or before I go away, or we perhaps do a couple of 90 minute sessions, one each side of the, of the break um, while we're away, you know, but planning it in advance and just moving our calendars around just means that they are prepared. They understand what's happening. There are no nasty surprises and they are then very supportive of what I'm doing. Of course, my clients are always very supportive of what I'm doing anyway, but it does mean that like I say, there's nothing unexpected. We've all managed the situation and it gives me a massive sense of relief once I know that my calendar in terms of client commitments has been sorted. So that's the number one. So the second thing is around other commitments that are in your calendar. So this is things like networking, it's things like regular, uh, maybe you're in some kind of program or you're studying something, whatever that looks like, take a look at what else is in your calendar and clear it. Try not to make any allowances. I'm doing the famous Jill Mokes podcast air quotes that mean nothing. Don't make allowances, clear the time from your calendar you're going to thank me for that one. Honestly, even if at the time it's like, oh, I could just do that because that won't eat into much of my day. I'll just do that. No, clear the calendar. It will give you just this massive feeling of relaxation and feeling in control when you go away if there are no commitments in your calendar. So really urge you to do that one. So the second thing I do, well, really the third thing. So after I've cleared my client, appointments, rescheduled those, cleared any other appointments. The next thing I do is I batch create content. So this is something where if you coach with me or if you follow me, you know that it's something I would urge you to do anyway, is to batch create content. So if you have an original content platform, which I hope you do, like a podcast or a blog or a video show, whatever that is, I would really urge you to always try and be ahead of the game. I hesitated as I said that because I'm not always ahead of the game as Emily and Lena will tell you, but I really do try to be and I have times when I'm better at it than others, like everything, right? But if you're going away, this is not a time to be working tight to the wire, okay? You want to have your content prepared well in advance for the pit to cover at least the period you're away, ideally the period you're away and and a week or two afterwards. Because just imagine if you've done that and it's all with your team ready to be kind of, I don't know, edited and published and, and got out there, but your part in the process is done. Again, it means you can relax. So I make sure that I dedicate a couple of days in my calendar to batch creating 
that is the podcast, the recording the podcast episodes. It's uh, writing social media posts or certainly, you know, giving some direction on the social media posts. Everything that Emily, my VA, needs to make sure that she can get everything scheduled on time so that we have that level of consistency that we really aim for and that I feel like you as my audience want from me. Someone said to me, oh, I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they said to me, God, Joe, I just don't know how you, you know, you always get the podcast out. That email always pops into the, in, into my inbox every Monday morning and you're so consistent with it. And hearing that was just so amazing to me because I have always been someone who is a bit of a flim flammer, who hasn't always been good at being consistent around things. And there are some things that I'm still not good at being consistent with. But I do try to practice what I preach. And that is that if you want to build an audience to whom you can sell your offers, you really need to be consistently putting out valuable, original content. That is something I absolutely wholeheartedly believe in. And so to hear that really kind of validated back to me that, yeah, I have been doing that and I do do that is really, oh, it was just so lovely to hear. Really was. This strategy of batch preparing your content in advance. So again, you know, as soon as you've set a date where you know you're going to be away, do the next step, which is set a couple of days in your calendar where you are going to spend time doing that because this is space you need to find in your calendar that is over and above your normal routine of content creation because uh, particularly if you content create on a weekly basis. Now, in an ideal world, you'll be creating your content at the beginning of each month anyway, so you're already going to be ahead of the game. But if you're not someone who's always on top of it, then if you're going away, this is not a time to, um, like I say, take it to the wire. Make sure you're doing that preparation, that batch creating in advance. Next thing, what will this be? Fourth thing, fourth tip. My voice is, you can hear it is struggling, but I'm sticking with it. Fourth thing is my email inbox. Now, I don't know if you're an inbox zero person or not. But I am. Oh, I love an empty email inbox. So I absolutely aim for that blissful state of inbox zero when I go away. And this isn't just about decluttering your emails. It's really about kind of addressing anything that's an open loop. So I will make sure that I'm going through because I, obviously my Im email inbox isn't always at zero. That would be crazy. You know, I get pretty few emails in a day, but I do stay on top of my emails and I do, when I go away, make sure I'm at, at inbox zero. I make sure I have an out of office message to come on when I'm away. You know, that's really important. Also, just as a little aside, don't forget whenever you're doing something like putting up a um, out of office email, just remember to include in it some kind of call to action. Why not? You know, if you've got someone's attention where you're sending an email saying um, I'm out of the office, why not add in? Um, so sorry, you, you know, I, I can't um, reply until I get back. However, in the meantime, 
There's lots of information on my website. Check out this. If, you, if you're looking for ways to work with me, check out this page. You know, why not put something like that in there? Great piece of real estate to be able to do that. It's a little bit like the thank you page, isn't it? You know, whenever someone opts in for something, you always want to be maximizing your ROI on the thank you page and having a, you know, are we connected on LinkedIn? Thank, you know, thanks for opting in. Let, let's uh, connect further. You know, there's always lots of little things you can do like that, that I always think are real kind of quick wins, little easy, easy things to do. Yeah. So getting to inbox zero, if you can, but it's not, you know, the inbox zero thing is, is something that I love. I love having an empty inbox before I go away. For you, if you're not one of those people, if you always work on a, a full inbox, but you kind of have an idea of what's going on at any one time, for you, it might be a little bit more about closing the loops. So it might be about going through and perhaps starring or highlighting some of the emails. Do this a couple of weeks out before you go away but anything that you want to make sure is wrapped before you leave, get it to the top of your mind and start just replying, start setting up the conversation for any open projects to let people know you're going to be away. So, you know, if you're waiting to hear back from someone and there's a chance probably they're going to reply while you're away, it's worth just sending them another email saying, hey, haven't heard back from you yet. Just letting you know that I'm going to be away from Friday to say the following Thursday. So I will take a look at your email when I come back. But if there is, if you would like to get back to me but before I go, here's the kind of deadline I'll have to be able to reply. Something like that. Again, it's all about that open communication, isn't it? It's all about managing people's expectations from you. So that's another one you can do is just looking and closing loops in your email so that you really feel on top of things before you go away. Next thing, next thing, and this is kind of similar to the email inbox thing, but I, my team and I work in Asana and so in Asana, I is where I have all of my, everything that needs to be done in my business is in Asana. So whether it's the tasks that come together to form the process that puts out this podcast, whether it's reminders to, to me when I'm coaching a client and reminders to write up my client, uh, the notes afterwards, or, you know, those kind of client work tasks. When I'm creating a program, so at the moment, I've got two projects that I'm working on. So one is Rewild Your Business, which is an upcoming virtual retreat. So I've talked about that a little bit, and I'm going to talk about that a lot more when I get back. But so all the tasks that go into pulling that together are in there. So what I do is before I go away, and this is, I, I do this on a weekly basis anyway. So anything I haven't got to that week, I will then reschedule for when it needs to be done the next week. So what I do when I'm going to be away, as soon as I know the dates, again, I'm going to go into Asana and look at what things are due, what tasks are due while I'm away. And do those tasks need to be either brought forward or pushed back? So I'll go through everything that's got a due date of while I'm away and make that decision. 
And some of the things I'll cross off the list before I go. But if it's things that are, so what did I move to? I, I actually did this this morning. So one of the things is I want to change the way we monitor our metrics within my business. So this is things like opt-ins and, you know, our funnel and things like that. So I want to update the way we track our metrics. So that was a task in Asana that was due to be done while I'm away. So that one isn't urgent. It's not something I have to do before I go away. It's something that I want to get done, but it's not a burning, pressing issue. So that one was easy. That gets put back to when I get back. And I always leave a bit of space when I get back, obviously, because there's always follow-up work and there's always catch-up work to be done when you've been away. So yeah, so anything that I'm pushing back for in Asana before I go away, I push back at least an extra week after I get back from the either the holiday or the work trip. Anything that is urgent, because I'm doing this in advance, it means that I'm not getting any nasty surprises when it's two days before I'm due to go. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I was going to do this next week. And now I don't have time because I'm going to be away and panic stations, right? That doesn't happen because everything's already in Asana and I can bring it forward well in advance. I can figure it into my calendar. I'm truly making myself out to be a paragon of virtue here, aren't I? And, you know, rest assured, this is not something that always works perfectly, of course, but it really works pretty damn well. It really does. And I want for you what I've managed to now get for myself, which is to not have a fear of taking time out from my business. It's of leaving the business with a very calm state of mind and able to be fully present in what I'm planning to do while I'm away. Whether that's like this in the retreat, being present with the women that I'm going to be coaching while I'm in Portugal, or whether it's being fully present with family, with your partner, you know, whatever that is. Um, If you're taking a holiday or even if you want to do a project at home, being fully present with that. You know, that's so important. Otherwise, you have no freedom from your business. You know, and that's not okay. That's not okay and it's not healthy. So, yeah, Asana, secret weapon for staying organized. You've probably, I think I did an episode about Asana, if you scroll um, back maybe to really the early, really early episodes. I'll see if I can find it. But it's, it is my secret weapon. It's my absolute secret weapon to staying consistent with things to getting done the things I want to get done every week. And some people are like, oh, no, I just like the create to be creative. I just can't work like that. And here's the thing. I love to be creative too. That absolutely lights me up. The time when, that I get to actually be creative and write, create content and, you know, do all those good things is the favorite part of my week. And being organized and using Asana for the stuff that just downright demands organization is what gives me the time and the freedom to be able to do that, to do the creative part. So it's really worth it. It's really worth it. Also, for anyone who doesn't know, when I talk about Asana, it's a free tool. How many free tools are there still out there where the free version is absolutely adequate for what you need? Fair play to Asana for keeping that a free tool. So far, anyway, fingers crossed. 
those are really the kind of tips I wanted to go through. It's all about getting that peace of mind before you go, knowing that you haven't left any loose ends so that you can completely disconnect and be present. That's the message from this, really. I think it boils down to a really fundamental truth. And that is that, you know, our businesses may be a hugely significant part of our lives, but they aren't our entire lives and they shouldn't be. And anyone who works with me knows that that's not what I want for you. I want you to have a wildly successful, hugely financially rewarding business, but I don't want it to take the place of a life. Your business is something that you should love, absolutely love doing, but it should also be something that allows you the freedom to indulge in the other things that you love, to allow you to recharge, to allow you to find like inspiration outside of work. That's something that's really important to me. I think if I've gone too long in a really kind of rhythmic uh, working pattern, I find myself craving, you know, and often it will be a change of scenery. So I'll go and work in a co-working space or in a cafe or or I'll go down to London or something and, and um, work down there because I want some inspiration from outside of the four walls of my home office. And that kind of distance often can really reignite a bit of passion and, and bring you some clarity because it gives you thought space too. This retreat will give me thought space. Yes, it's all about the women who are coming as our guests, but like I say, there is, there's a lot of time weaved into us, into this experience that I'm going to take advantage of too. I want to become a better leader. I want to become a better creator. I want to become a better coach. So I just want to share with you a quote that I found that I thought was really pertinent to this. It's a quote by Annie Dillard and it's how we spend our days is of course how we spend our lives. So it's a little take on that, you know, how you want, how you do one thing is how you do everything. But it really resonated with me because I love what I do. And I always say, oh God, I could easily spend every day working because I love it so much. Do I want to look back and say, I spent my life working? No, I want some balance. So I hope that has helped. And like I say, as you're listening to this, I am in Portugal now. So do head over to kind of, I think probably Instagram. I'll share some, some beautiful pics on that seems like the right platform for that. But, um, yeah, do go and have a look. And I hope you are all going to have a fantastic week. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that getting our heads together this week has filled your mind with what's possible. If you love the show, would you do me a massive favour, please? Would you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts? It would really help me put more heads together reach more ears and expand more minds. Until next week, bye for now.